The Radio Stingray podcast is brought to you by our gold sponsor, McNally Jones Staff Lawyers. Proudly supporting the MUA Sydney branch since 1977. Need assistance with employment, industrial or workers' compensation, or any other legal problem? Phone 9233 4744 or visit mcnally.com.au and get a real fighting lawyer on your side. tuned in to Radio Stingray. Well, welcome, comrades and friends, to our latest instalment of Radio Stingray. We're here at Silky's Radio Hub Studios on the land of the Gadigal people of the Aora Nation, and we pay homage to their elders past, present and emerging. Today's show is largely about safety and our wonderful comrades who have travelled to Sydney in Surya, who's the Deputy President of SBJICT. We have Rio, uh, who's our safety delegate from SBJICT in Jakarta as well, and Umar Farouk, who's the financial secretary of the SAPT, the Democratic Workers' Union of Karachi in Pakistan. Shane, I'll hand it over to you. Yeah, this episode of Radio Stingray is dedicated to a topic that I know many members consider to be the most important, safety. So later in the episode, we're going to hear a report back from the branch safety conference that was held on the 8th and 9th of November in Sydney, including the direction that the branch is taking. But first, uh, we're going to be talking about port safety in our region. As many of you probably know, Hutchison is the world's largest stevedoring corporation. The company runs a terminal here in Sydney and another in Brisbane. The Australian operation, however, is only a very small part of their regional footprint. In our region alone, the company runs ports in Indonesia, Malaysia, Korea, Vietnam, Thailand, China, Hong Kong, Myanmar, and Pakistan. If you exclude China, then the proportion of business that's being run here in Australia is only 2% of the Hutchison regional footprint. Jakarta makes up 12% of Hutchison's business alone, Karachi 14%, and uh, Hong Kong a whopping 30% in a single port. So you get a bit of a sense of the size of this company and the relative importance of the different ports. And if you look at it in that context, you understand that the Australian operation is actually really quite small. We're very lucky today to have Surya and Rio here from the Hutchison Terminal in Indonesia and Uma from the Hutchison Terminal in Pakistan. Now, Maka, why did we invite our comrades here? A whole host of reasons, Shane. Firstly, just because we've been able to build a tremendous relationship between the numerous ports across our region, we've really struck a chord with each other. We're all wharfies, dockers, port workers, whatever we call ourselves in our individual ports. We've all come together around a number of very important issues that unite us all in struggle, and this is just the next phase of building our relationship. As you know, uh, we've had our first ever safety conference And that really was the starting point for our launching of our Safety Through Solidarity campaign, which is really the next phase of the Hutchison Workers Regional Safety Committee that was launched in January of this year over in Jakarta with our comrades who are here with us today. And we've expanded upon that work. So uh, recently we've been in Vietnam talking with the Vietnamese General Confederation of Labor wonderful staunch comrades who through their union have significant stakes in owning their ports 
and they've got a wonderful safety culture in Vietnam. So it's really about all of us learning what is the benchmark around safety and how each of us can educate all of us to ensure that when we have a safety campaign, it's not just for the workplace that we're fighting in, but to build the safest culture we can across the waterfront in our region. And this safety conference has attempted to do that. And a number of campaigns and initiatives will come out of it, but that's why they're here. They're here as equal partners and they're here as comrades. And I'm very much looking forward to hearing them talk about safety in their ports today. Rio, you're working at the Hutchison Terminal in Jakarta. What's your job there, mate? Uh, I'm a safety uh, officer in the city. And how long have you been working there for? Uh, 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. And how many people work at the Hutchison Terminal in Jakarta? Uh, worker working in city today are around uh, 1,500 workers divided into type of worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, full-time and casual worker and uh, most worker in city are contract worker. Mm-hmm. And uh, do work like crane driver, lashing, truck driver, and tower. Right. So it's quite a big port. Yeah. How does the Hutchison Terminal compare to the other ports in Indonesia? Is it a large one? Yeah. We have uh, around uh, 2 million tiers per year, JCT throughput. Mm-hmm. And is that large compared to other Indonesian ports? Yeah. It's yeah. large. Surya? Yeah, it's actually the biggest container terminal in Indonesia. The biggest. So the in the size of economic, yeah, we are we are leading terminal. Mm-hmm. So, Rio, what are the wages and conditions like for workers at the Hutchison Terminal in Jakarta? Uh, for full timer worker, their salary is around two thousand dollar per month. Two thousand Australian yeah. dollars per month. Yeah, that's a good wage in Jakarta, right? Yeah, I think. Well, uh, for casual worker. Uh, half of the full-time worker salary is around uh, $700 per month. Right. So for the outsourced workers, they're getting less than half yeah. the full-time workers. Yeah, right. Right. Is it a good job? Like do, do people, ordinary people in Indonesia, would they be happy if they got a job at the port? Yes. Uh, we feel that way because we get a salary that it's more than what we do. But on the other hand, our worker is full of risk and uh, mm. severity of uh, severity of the company allow this risk kind of responsibility to be our our responsibility. Yeah, so you're the safety officer at the port, and you're also the safety delegate for the union. Yeah. Are you able to describe for us what the situation is around safety at the port of Jakarta? Yeah, uh, from our experience, I can say that safety aspect in Hasisan port in Jakarta is totally chaos. Mm. Yeah, more or less same with the with happen in Australia and maybe another region. Uh, in our port, four workers die within only less than eighty months in between two thousand sixteen until two thousand seventeen. Four workers in eighty. Yeah. In addition, we have more than hundred incident without uh, any proper investigation carried out by Hutchinson. Uh, JCT is like a killing field. For a worker, because Hutchinson considers safety is only a slogan, and then uh, this is a really big problem. When a worker died because hit by crane wire, the operation keep uh, resume few hours after without investigation. 
Uh, so, but, so the yeah. the comrade was killed by a snapped wire. Yeah, and then a couple hours later, yeah, back to work. Back to work. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but we carry out on union delegated to investigation. We found out the Hutchinson lowering the quality is of of part and causing worker to death. So the union investigation found that wow, the yeah. quality of materials being yeah. used on that crane had been reduced yeah. and following that decision by management, the cable snapped yep. and yep. that comrade was killed. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Surya, how would you describe the relationship between your union and management at the Port of Jakarta? First of all, thanks for having me, comrade. Actually, the relationship between management and the union is quite bad this past few years. Union busting... Hundred sacking, bad safety, delayed CBA, corruption, and many more. You can name it. We are not struggling to get the justice and dignity for the union and our members. Now, I was recently in Jakarta with Maka and yes. some others from the the Sydney waterfront. Um, and while we were there, you were telling us that four hundred wharfies were sacked on New Year's Eve. Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, um, this is one of the controversial uh, of Hutchison sack. Mm-hmm. Because 400 workers got sacked on New Year's Eve. December 31st. December 31st, without clear reason, and 100% because of they got unionized, we reckon. And now we are struggling to get the job back for the 400 members mm-hmm. of SPC, the mm-hmm. union name. And now it's like one step closer because we have the letter from the Manpower Ministry in Indonesia that uh, that asked Atchison to get the uh, job back for these 400 castle workers. And now we have we should have the endorsement from the court. So when we got the endorsement and Atchison has no reason, they should uh, reinstate the workers. Now, uh, you're being humble there when you say that you've got a result from the uh, Labor Department. I was looking on Facebook and noticed that there seemed to be about 100 wharfies camped in front of the manpower office for right. about two weeks. right. Yeah, we 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 got picketing like a uh, month and a half. Month and a half. Yeah, we occupied the manpower ministry office, and the letter uh, got issued. And that's and how you get a letter. Yeah, that's how we got the letter. <laughs> Maka, you were in uh, Indonesia with us. What was your impression of the joint? Well, I was quite impressed. What we notice straight away is that our workplaces look basically exactly the same. We operate the same machinery. Our terminals are laid out in a very similar way and the same vessels are are servicing our region, certainly the same shipping lines. So that's the first thing you recognise. Then you get to talk to the wharfies or the port workers themselves. They're the same as us. We're the same all over the world. We've got a, a wonderful culture, a wonderful feeling of solidarity that exists ordinarily within us. It's a, a part of us. And that just means that if you're a docker in Sydney, you're a docker anywhere in the world. If you're a docker in Jakarta, you're a docker in Sydney or Pakistan or Karachi, wherever you find yourself, we all unite ourselves together because of this wonderful culture that's instilled upon us. The other thing is that they have a wonderful safety regime in place that they're fought for. Indonesian dockers uh, at SPJICT have fought for a much improved safety regime despite the fact that there's been a number of deaths. Unfortunately, most of those deaths have occurred outside of the SPJICT remit uh, and contractors are being killed. And we met up with SPC, a brave and courageous bunch of workers 
fighting for dignity and, and decency and respect who have been sacked. They're the workers who are in the, the firing line and because they've highlighted their concerns about safety, because they organised, they've been terminated. So I don't think there's significantly too much difference between our ports. I, I don't think any wharfie would feel out of place in the middle of the Jakarta wharf. We're doing the same work, the same job, and that's why we demand the same justice for each and every one of us. Rio, I understand that your union recently uh, formed a safety committee and you requested that management acknowledge that committee and start working with you. How did management respond? Yeah, um, they did not good respond for me, for uh, for safety in the uh, safety department. Mm. Yeah. Did management recognize the union committee? Nice. Um, adding real, uh, we have submitted the, the safety committee close mm. in last March and they did nothing. They don't want to discussing, uh, ask the union to discuss and everything. They just, they just keep it and... So, so they refuse the union safety committee. We can say they refuse it. Yeah, and uh, are they currently working with the union to try and develop solutions to the safety issues that you face at the waterfront. Not at all. So we have our own investigation by the union. So by this regional safety committee close, we we try to submit it again because we last March that's a local basis of the regional safety uh, committee. But uh, but uh, next week we will submit the regional safety committee close and hopefully we can push the management. That is fantastic. Now to give you a bit of a feel about Maka's visit to Indonesia, I'm just going to play you a clip now from his time there. Up, up, SBC! Unity Bank, we are 100% committed to maritime workers. We pride ourselves on delivering better all-round value to our members and their families. Unity Bank, proud supporter of the Maritime Union of Australia and sponsor of this podcast. Welcome back after that short break. With me today is Umar Farouk. And as described at the outset of the show, Umar is the Finance Secretary of SAPT, the Democratic Workers' Union uh, in Karachi, Pakistan. It's a new union, and I'm just so pleased to have with us today such a brave and courageous trade unionist, basically uh, amongst the number of people who have set up this new union uh, to ensure that workers in Karachi Port have the the dignity and, and justice that they deserve as wharfies. Uma, you were a key crane operator, mate. Um, can you tell us a bit about your port? Okay, my port is a very big port. It's making for last two years and is planning to Q-crane 20 head. I have Q-crane is only for eight. Okay. Then is uh, attention port of management is not good. I making for union last three months. Uh, my union member is total 300 pupils have. I will work for union, uh, fight for management. 
all demands with salary is making with our time everything is here beautiful so there's 300 members of your new yes. union now which is incredible yeah. and you indicated that you have 20 key cranes yeah in the port 20 head is planning to next year okay yes and how many TUs does the port handle at the moment containers last uh, here is uh, 1 million 1 million since record in Pakistan uh, 1 million TUs in record last yep. Pakistan container is it a large container terminal in Pakistan or are there other larger ones? No, this largest container terminal, yeah. South Asia, Pakistan terminal. Excellent. Yeah. And what are the wages and conditions like in the port? Condition is good, but his management is not good working. My port is making management for all uh, workers talking and six months, maybe terminal is uh, Working, I tell him can, with salary, our time, family medical, children, educations, all is. But two years, maybe two years, not hard tech for money, not bonus, not family medicals, mm. no everything is. Only for 15,000 per month salary. 15,000. Yeah. That's Pakistani rupee. Yeah, 15,000. Yes. About how much is that in Australian yeah. dollars? Yeah, Australian dollars is maybe 300. About 300. Australian yeah, 300. Dollars. But I am working for 12 hours. Okay. Anytime is working. 10 working is uh, equipment operator. 10 hours is equipment operator. 2 hours in break. Uh -huh. 2 vessel is working. Too much working. Management is told to uh, employees. It's not going to canteen, eat, lunch, dinner, not going to. I'm eating for cucurin eating in for the lunch. Yeah. So that's four shifts per week. Yes. 12 hours per shift. Yes. And you can't go to the canteen for lunch. You yes, to, very difficult. You have to eat in the crane. Yes. 300 Australian dollars yes. a month. No wonder you're uh, organized into a, a new union. Is that still considered a good job in Karachi? Yeah, Karachi's people is, uh, Karachi port is good job, then other people is coming to Karachi is not good job. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Then Karachi's people is going to Australia, otherwise Doha, Qatar, every port is good. Mm. So what about safety? Is Is safety a problem that you have to deal with regularly? Yeah, maybe safety is first. Whole work is safety. Uh, my Port is not safety. My management is not for uniform. Uniform is one uniform make all workers one by one and not safety shoes, no safety helmet, no safety walk. My, my worker is walk for port, not shuttle. It's very walk. dangerous. They have yeah. to walk across the terminal yes. to get to the start with. I'm going yeah. to ship Kirin, it's walk. Yeah, not There's to, no shuttle to take Yeah, in. not to shuttle. Mm. It's very difficult, very dangerous. Mm. Our members are going to be very concerned when they hear those conditions. You, I know your union recently formed. What did the company do when you formed the union? How did they? How did they respond? And what did you? What did you do? My management is a response for to union is not good. Uh, union to management every time is fight. Mm. His uh, management is talk to me, him, talk to me, all union uh, 
ट्वेल्थ यूनियन लीडर्स में भी पाकिस्तान रुपीज फाइव लाख इज मनी गिव एंड यूनियन इज फिनिश आई एम नॉट मनी आई एम गिव नॉट मनी आई एम वर्किंग फॉर ऑल मेम्बर्स So earlier you were telling me a story that when your union yes. first formed the company yes. sacked all yes. of the union yes, members. Yes, yes. Yeah. Of course. And then what did you do after that? Uh, my plan is uh, all demand is completed. 52 demands I sent to management. So the union members were sacked? Yes. And then you guys had a demonstration? Yes. Is that correct as you were saying before? Yes. And then did all the union members who were sacked did they all get their jobs back? Yes, of course. Of course. Uh, as well as 52 other demands they had, and which now, is absolutely now. incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and a lesson to us all. Only 52? Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you get attacked, escalate. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> does this uh, ring true for Indonesian comrades over here, Rio and Surya? Does Uma's experience in Pakistan, does that surprise you given your experience with the company? Yeah, of course because they have very good fighting spirit, mm. you know. Not every union that when they got sacked of their members and then they will fight back. And what happened in Pakistan is just amazing. Mm. Yes, thank yeah. you. But this uh, English is not good, but working is for a struggle and is power with uh, ITF members. Inshallah I will Beautiful, Imam. We really Thank appreciate so it. We understand yeah. the language difficulties. Yes. Uh, you haven't heard my Pakistani, have you? <laughs> It's terrible. So Urdu I think is very good. <laughs> you talk to Urdu, then I explain for yeah, all right. questions. But we really appreciate it. We understand yeah. the difficulties you. You so in the much. language barrier and you're doing an amazing job. Yeah, thank you so much. So earlier we were, uh, Maki, you introduced the campaign that Jakarta, Sydney and Pakistan have been working on together the Hutchison Workers Regional Safety Committee. Surya, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that committee? Yeah, so first time when we have discussion in Jakarta during MUA visit last February, me, Mecca and others comrades in both parts Sydney and Jakarta came up with this idea. So now we have MUA Sydney and Brisbane, SPGICT, SAPT Pakistan to initiate this regional safety committee and basically this is our global sport to have the highest level of safety build practical solidarity between warvis and build workers power globally so we came up with this mo- with this motto like safety through solidarity that's so, all about maka what exactly is the committee going to be what's it going to look like well we don't want to give too much away to be honest what this committee is seeking to achieve is what i outlined before We know that in most of our terminals we can improve safety and in a number of them we can improve it significantly. The fact of the matter is no warfi should be uh, killed on the job. There is no reason why we can't prevent all deaths. There are always going to be incidents and there's always going to be accidents, but our job is to minimize those to the extent possible. And by using our collective wisdom and using our ability to take action we want to use the this committee as infrastructure to achieve our goals and objectives and it's already working we've already seen numerous meetings occur not just for solidarity but to outline the nature of our work and 
in order for us to achieve that, we're trying to negotiate across the three countries a regional safety committee in Hutchison Terminals. And this is our primary campaign. And I know that when I've spoken to our members here in Sydney, as well as the workers in Brisbane, Australian Wharfies want this campaign to succeed. They want to be able to rely upon and work with our comrades in other Hutchison terminals to achieve the goals and objectives, which is to increase and improve our safety. And any employer who uh, stands in opposition to that, God bless them, but we're going to come out swinging and ensure that each and every Hutchison worker in our region is protected through this safety committee, protected through safety, through solidarity. That's our uh, campaign and uh, we're using these few days at the Sydney Branch Terminal Safety Conference to launch it and to speak to our members about it and hopefully expand it and that was why we recently visited Vietnam. So they're the reasons why, and I'm sure that um, we'll be able to explain it when we read through the declaration itself. So on Friday the 9th of November at the Sydney Branch Safety yes. Conference, we launched the committee formally uh, with a beautiful ceremony. It was very touching. And as part of that, uh, comrades from Australia, the MUA, Pakistan and Indonesia all signed onto this this statement. So I was thinking it might be good if we could all read that out now. Surya, do you want to start? Sure. Hutchison Workers Regional Safety Committee, Safety Through Solidarity. We, the undersigned, on behalf of port workers in Hutchison Operated Terminals, declare our union support for and membership of the Hutchison Workers Regional Safety Committee. We are from many countries and speak many languages. We are all port workers. We all operated the same machinery and work on the same vessel. It is with our labor that the ship of the Asia-Pacific region are loaded and unloaded with the region economies relying upon our work. We were, we are located, the value of our life is the same. A hand is a hand, a life is a life, every port workers, everywhere this service to life and work is distantly and to return home to our family at the hand of each shift in no rose condition that we arrived. We will continue to struggle together as one. Working class solidarity knows no borders and has no limits. Without safety through solidarity, our lives will continue to be threatened by an unsafe culture that puts productivity and profit before the rights and interests of workers. These are the committee objectives. First, to standardize the highest level of safety in Hutchison ports globally. Second, to build practical solidarity between wharfies, dockers, longshoremen, and port workers in Hutchison ports and between their unions. Third, to build workers' power globally to ensure we fight for the elimination of exploitation. There you have it. That is the declaration founding the Hutchison Workers Regional Solidarity Committee. Well, comrades out there listening to Radio Stingray, 
I want to say on behalf of us all just how special it is to have our beautiful comrades with us here in the studio to discuss our wonderful safety initiative. It's been a tremendous episode and I really want to thank once again Uma, Rio and Surya from Pakistan and from Jakarta and thank you, Shane, for assisting in this podcast. Comrades, stay tuned. Up next, we are going to be hearing a report back from the Sydney Branch Port Safety Conference and what we're doing as a branch to address safety on the waterfront. This segment is brought to you by RT Health, your industry mutual not-for-profit health fund that has been looking after members like you since 1889. Call us on 1300 564646 to find out how you can join the crew and benefit from the exclusive MUA health plan. G'day everyone, Matt Goodwin here, Acting Assistant Secretary in the Sydney branch, and I'm with Paul Keating, Deputy Secretary, to give a report on the safety conference we held on the 8th and 9th of November here in Sydney. It was a terrific event. Keto, what did you think about it? Yeah, look, I agree, Matt. It was tremendous. We got really good feedback from the delegates, the rank and filers, uh, both here in the branch, certainly, and all the comrades that come from all the other branches around the country, as well as the internationals. I Absolutely agree with you. So we had um, altogether more than 90 maritime trade unionists attending from not only our own three terminals here in Sydney, but also the other branches and around the region. And we were we were humbled by the delegations from the branches in Queensland, South Australia, Victoria and WA, and also our, our dear comrades from MUNS, the Maritime Union in New Zealand, who sent over no less than nine delegates covering all of their container terminals, um, as well as our comrades from the Hutchison terminals in Jakarta and Karachi. Keto, maybe the place to start is to tell us what are the reasons why we chose to hold a safety conference um, in the Sydney branch? Yeah, look, I think this is really the important part to what built this consciousness amongst the rank and file over the past number of years and certainly um, the executive, the branch officials. It come about because of significant safety issues that have plagued the waterfront, not just here, but across the world. And if we just look in, you know, our neck of the woods in the Sydney branch, we've had these catastrophic incidents uh, firstly, I, I think we, we need to make a mention about the straddled collision in Hutchison and Kim Grunsell. Wasn't who, it wonderful to see Kim there at uh, the event? Wasn't it? And the accolades, you know, she got a stand and ovation and certainly a very, mo- a, a very moving uh, moment when Kim got up and spoke. It really touched everyone. And to see such a, a strong person, you know, going through such a horrific accident, to mm. come out the other end. On our feet. You know, uh, tremendous. Remarkable. So that was terrific. We've had that incident happen in our in the Hutchison Terminal here in our port and then it came on the back of another incident um, just across the ditch in New Zealand in the port of Auckland, Keto. Yeah, Laboom Dyer, a young uh, wharfie in Auckland. Very tragic. Straddle carry was driving, tipped over and sadly Laboom lost his life. A young man, a young father and husband, never to go home the way he came to work. Mm. And and this is the tragedy that the crisis that faces dock workers, longshore men and women, wharfies across the world, that the employers put profit before safety every time. Mm. And we continue to struggle and fight these crimes against dockers. 
And with these incidents, it just reminds us of of the fact that despite all of the safety systems that get developed, despite all the rhetoric we hear from companies, despite all the procedures and rules and all the rest of it that get put in place, still there is a safety crisis in this industry and still too many workers are hurt, too many families are ripped apart in the situation like what happened to Laboom and also what happened to Kim as well here in our port and we've seen it in the past as well. With that in mind, the branch put together this safety conference to set a platform of how we can enforce safety, improve safety standards. I'd like to make a point on that though, Matt, if I could, because we had a number of catastrophic incidents and failures in the port and it's something that I've just missed there. I think it's important that the comrades out there listen and understand what's occurred and this is happening all the time across the world Mm. but here in our port we had the catastrophic systems failure with the auto straddler patrick's that um smashed into the gates nearly ripping the gate off you know that's right uh, that and we had you know workers in and around on the ground there look at dp well mate and the rope failures yeah the rope failures Mm. and we've had rope failures across the port but nothing like what we've seen at dp world 11 ropes snapping in 18 months. It's a miracle that no one's been killed. Yeah, you're right. Uh, So this is the backdrop. It was against this that the Sydney branch made the decision to hold the event. So to bring everyone together and produce a platform, which would be the basis of uh, the branch's strategy on safety over the next year and beyond. Uh, So in terms of that outcome, I thought it was a pretty successful event. Keto. I agree. It was the rank and file coming together to better organise around safety, to build in to our port a uniform system of safety, standard operating procedures, safe work instructions, building further that organiser model that is being driven by the workers, Mm. you know, and we're going to talk about those resolutions that come out of those Mm -hmm. working groups very importantly. There were a number of speakers. We had um, Warren Smith talking about our national direction on safety. Uh, Warren's the MUA's Assistant National Secretary. And he uh, reported on the newly developed MUA handbook on the National Stevedoring Code of Practice, an incredibly useful tool for delegates and safety reps on the job. He also reported on the changes to Marine Order 32, as well as the national rollout of that NSCOP, the National Stevedoring Code of Practice, out to all branches. Uh, We had Branch Secretary Paul McAleer open the event he outlined a new safety offensive across the port and the responsibility that the union takes very seriously to defend our members through militant initiatives and through rank-and-file resolutions. I like uh, how you phrase that, mate. It's a safety offensive. And exactly what you said, Mac has uh, rolled that out and now we are going to take on every boss, call out the bosses mm. for their crimes against the workers when it comes mm. to their failure to um, meet their obligations around safety on the waterfront. Yeah. And uh, a big chunk of the time was spent on enforcement. Uh, So we talked about strategies on the job to enforce safety issues, but also strategies to enforce safety in tribunals and use the legal powers that are available. And a lot of people would know this now that HSRs have tremendous legal powers available to them, but the important thing is that the branch backs our HSRs in all circumstances. Keto, you talked about uh, about that a fair bit during your presentation. Is that something you want to throw out to the listeners? Uh, it was one of the key note addresses I gave to the conference. It's about union enforcement of safety and developing, as you said, stronger, better organised workplaces and assisting those um, health and safety reps, the safety committee members, 
the shift delegates, the site union delegates, and um, the rank and file. Mm. And enforcing safety on the job through identifying issues, developing strategic campaigns that deliver, and the importance of the MUA Sydney branch's unconditional commitment to support our HSRs in all circumstances. Now, I'm saying this to you bosses out there listening. In all circumstances, which delivers confidence for our members to wage initiatives to, fe- to defend our rights uh, and especially our right to go to work and finish that day's work safely. Now, Dave Henry gave a good presentation. Dave would be known to many of our listeners as the uh, health and safety officer from the AMWU, very good friends of ours from the Mighty Metal Workers. And he delivered a good session on the first day of the conference uh, on the topic of diesel keto. Oh, look, uh, you know, Dave's a great friend of our Great union. comrade of ours, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, great friend, great personal friend. And certainly he's trained many of our members. Yeah. I've got to say, as well as the officials, you know, I've had the good fortune of being trained under Dave as well. And certainly it was very informative. The information that Dave gave in his report around diesel particulate or diesel fumes and Mm. uh, some of the report which included the tragedies that have happened in his own union, this exposure to, you know, diesel particulate fumes and more broader for our union, uh, is something that the AMWU have been fighting employers for a long time. And certainly I'm I'm pleased to be working alongside with the AMWU. I certainly know as a branch we're building closer ties now with the new leadership in the state with Steve Murphy, and we're going to be taking on these employers. I like that letter, that exposure letter mm. that uh, Dave presented so- in the conference. Dave suggested a number of strategies in that area, and we've actually got a group of members who are in attendance at the conference who've done quite a bit of work and background on the issue of fumes, diesel, uh, and other exhaust toxins that we're exposed to in the workplace. And that led to a workshop on the second day dedicated just to this topic and a resolution that was passed um, that sets a program of work for the branch in a number of areas, including a political campaign, but also some things we need to do on the job. It was certainly an incredible two days in the conference, but those resolutions were very detailed, very developed, and there was a lot of thought put through, uh, put into them, as you said, Matt. Yep. The diesel particulate matter, as you said, come out of that uh, resolution as well with the discussions from the first day with Dave Henry, but also, you know, wharf dust. For all the wharfies out there, you know, mm. that that's been something that's plagued us for generations. We want better systems of identifying these risks. We want fixed uh, air testing regimes. We want mobile air testing regimes. We want carbon monoxide monitors in all our cranes. We've got them in some workplaces. We want that as a standard. And we certainly want to know what we're exposed to over our working life. As we know, we're in this industry from a very early age uh, and spend our whole life in some cases, 30, 40 years. And the the, the toxic effects of um, exhaust and diesel fumes are, are well known and well established. You're certainly right there. 
So that's an area of work for the branch. There's a number of resolutions produced. We won't go through all of those here, but there would have been 12 or 13 different detailed resolutions. They're all put together by members on a series of workshops that we held on the second day of the conference where we broke into smaller groups to uh, people that are interested in particular topics could dedicate just onto those topics and uh, produce a program of action for what we can do coming out of the conference. But, mate, I thought one of the highlights was Dr Eric Lim. He was a cracker and very well received by the members on the uh, from his presentation. I've got to say, I've worked with Dr Lim, Eric as we uh, know him, for a couple of years now and he's just a knockabout. He was and, a champion. And what I love about him is just his very working class approach. He speaks to workers in that respectful way. He speaks in, uh, you know, just mm. easy speak. He's in the workers' corner. That's that's what I like about him. He uses that phrase, I'm in the workers' corner. Workers need someone in their corner. And Dr. Eric and his team, the clinicians, um, you know, are there for return to work, for rehabilitation, workers' comp, and also uh, more broader. He facilitates a whole approach. Dr. Lim's connected to our law firm, our lawyers that we do, uh, that we uh, use, uh, McNally's law firm. Mm-hmm. And it's very important that workers know that we've got their back and they've got people and uh, specialist professionals like Dr. Lim and his team in their corner. And just every aspect of your rights and entitlements when it comes to workers' compensation, injuries at work, the return to work process and all of that, he knows the whole the every aspect of that process. Um, so he's a pretty useful resource for the branch. You're right there. And so to the members out there, make sure you speak to a delegate, your committee, uh, your safety committee, your HSRs, to get the information that you need to get hold of Dr. Lim if you need his assistance on any of those matters, including a case, a workers' comp case that may be ongoing, okay? So get on to the committee, comrades, and they'll put you in the right direction. So, comrades, there's our report. It was a successful conference and by those who attended, uh, enjoyed it. It was very interactive and it wasn't one of those conferences you attend where you get a whole lot of stuff presented at you from the front. It was hands-on, it was entertaining and it's an important topic at the end of the day. It's life and death, isn't it? There's no more issue. There's no issue that's more important uh, at the end of the day than our own safety at work. And no worker anywhere should be killed or injured at work. So our goal out of that conference is to unite all wharfies across the port and make sure that what happened to Laboom in Auckland, what happened to Kim, uh, never happens to another wharfie ever again. I'm with you, mate. There are two points, though. Let's not forget the launching of the Sydney Branch app. Uh, which is a very important tool. I'll let you um, summarise on that, Matt. And last but very much an important initiative of the Sydney branch is the joint initiative of the Hutchison unions in our region. Do you want to? Um, yeah, quite. Give I'm a, glad you brought that give up. Give an actually. update on both of those, the, comrade, um, because I think the membership will. Uh, Certainly uh, be interested in those. So that's good. The the app, um, and now that's Paul Garrett's work and he's done a tremendous job oh, there certainly. producing that uh, resource for members. Um, this is our first go at it and we're pretty happy with it. It's a good product. Um, we've adapted a, an existing app that was used for schools and other sporting clubs and other institutions like that and just to keep our members informed and have all of their resources. You can find that in the App Store on both your Apple and whatever the other one is. Android, that's right. So if you've got whatever kind of phone you've got, go into the relevant app store you can find it there under MUA Sydney and download that that is live and you can access all of the 
web updates, reports and resources of the branch, including all of the safety items that um, that HSRs would want to have at their disposal. And the other one was um, the launch of the, the regional safety conference, now joint initiative amongst Hutchison unions within the region. That was a, one of the real highlights of the conference, that uh, that really does build our power within the region and helps us and helps um, all of the unions that participate in that in terms of fighting this issue of safety uh, and in, through a joint approach. We also passed resolutions, I might add, while we're on it, to develop something similar and along the same lines as that Hutchinson model for unions within DP World throughout our region. And then we can look at forming an alliance of independent terminals that are owned by cubes such as Patrick's uh, throughout Australia and New Zealand and as well as reaching out to other independent terminals like Flinders Container Terminal in Adelaide and other non-aligned terminals. Oh, and one of the big highlights, Keto, as well, that you might want to report on was the uh, establishment of the Port Committee across Port Bodney. That's a historic initiative. Yes, you're dead right there, mate. And I've got to tell you, it goes back maybe a few generations where there were, we did have Port Committees. So re-establishing, again, a stronger organiser model the rank-and-file leadership in these workplaces of ours uh, making determinations where they want to have a uniform system of safety, standardising, benchmarking, safe work instructions, standard operating procedures, and dealing with the same safety issues in the same way. This is a very historic occasion. The DP World delegates, the Patrick delegates, the Hutchison delegates and the Kalmar delegates have established in this conference and determined through the resolutions that a port safety committee will be established. And those reports now, with the resolutions being complete, uh, are going out to the membership. All the work that you've done, Matt, I've got to uh, I tip my hat to you, comrade, and um, I certainly can say on behalf of all the branch officials what a great job you've done for this safety conference and the hard work pays off. Because what we'll see in in this um, out of this uh, safety conference is a stronger uh, collective whereby we will fight from the front uh, to establish the safety standards that maritime workers deserve. And if the companies don't get on board, we will call out those bosses, as I said earlier, and we will call them out for the crimes against the workers if they get in their way. And that might be a good spot for us to wrap up on. Thanks, Keto. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, and a big thanks to each and every member that participated in that conference. Um, we're looking forward to getting stuck into it. Great stuff. See you till next time, comrades. Well, there you have it, comrades, from Karachi to Jakarta to Sydney and back again. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. Stay strong. And as we always say, if you can see water, join the MUA. <laughs> You're tuned in to Radio Stingray.